<laughs> I'm not following you. I'm not very good at charades. And the home of the Welcome to episode 65 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And once again, we are so very happy that you have deigned to download this podcast and given us the opportunity to talk right into your ears, straight to your brain, and uh, listen to our nonsense. I, of course, myself, and I don't like to speak on behalf of my partner, so I will say, James, do you feel the same? I do indeed, and thank you for uh, including me in that. Yeah, of course. You know, I look. I'm I, I'm more than happy to own up to my own nonsense, but I would not dare to speak for someone else in that regard. So, since you are here, I would be more than happy to have you weigh in for your own self. Well, there's nobody else I'd want in my corner other than the American Rhino. So I totally have faith in you, and thank you so much. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. So how have you been since last we spoke, James? I'm hanging in there, but uh, focusing on having fun for the next so how long this podcast goes and giving everybody a good podcast. How about yourself? I'm well. We actually just today, my family and I, we took a like a mini vacation, just a couple days, and we went to Legoland Discovery Center, which is a small annex of Legoland proper, which is in Westchester. And uh, it's nice. My, my daughter, who is six, we went there once before three years ago, but she was so much younger then, obviously. That she was that was half a lifetime ago for her. And yep. so we went back this this year uh, a couple days ago again and it was great. She loved it. We surprised her with the trip and my wife had arranged for a friend of hers to also go, so she met her there. It was a nice surprise. They had fun together. We uh, did some other stuff, and it, w- it was a great trip. You know, it was, it was short, but it, I, we were gone for a day and a half. It felt like a week. We packed it full, and I ate a lot. <laughs> Went to a couple of places that aren't really local here where uh, we are in New York City. Went to um, Cheesecake Factory and uh, Red Robin, respectively. Mm-hmm. So that, that was nice, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's good to be home. <laughs> so... Uh, The short version is we had a good trip. It was a good time since last we spoke, but I'm happy to be back, you know, in the podcast minds, churning out some quality content or not. Your mileage may vary for your listening pleasure. Fantastic. And that is devotion, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, hopefully anybody out there listening. But Gary does put his heart and soul into this podcast every week. And there's a prime example of it right there. He did like a week's worth of vacation in a couple of days, just so we could record on the night that we usually do and drop this podcast on our Friday afternoons as usual. I mean, it was more down to the planning of the trip. It wasn't specifically so I could be back in time for the podcast. I, I appreciate, you know, you're, you're pumping me up and uh, making me look good, James, but I would hate to be disingenuous for our listener. It just, 
we would have made other arrangements if it came to it. It just happened to work out that we were back tonight and I could record at the regular time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop being so humble. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, James, you were you were planning on being out today and you were going to record whenever you could as well. So I'm not the only one who has shown devotion to this podcast. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, so should we get on with the show? On with the show. That's what they say, right? <laughs> the show must yeah. go on. Yep, yep. And uh, so to get us started properly, I imagine we should get to our starting lineup. And for our starting lineup for this podcast, in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my dedicated co-host... On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. Yes, sir. James, would I be able to impose upon you to tell us, if you don't mind, what is on deck for this particular podcast? No imposition at all, my friend. I'd be happy to. Why, thank you. More hockey in disguise. Gary and I first talked about this back in HTD 14, but with the American Rhino, bro, my nephew, and I being huge Transformers fans, plus the latest Michael Bay movie just came out in June, Plus, our soap hockey topic last edition equals more hockey in disguise. 100 mile per hour pucks for science. Hey, American Rhino and all your goalie brethren. When practicing and you can't afford to get Iafrady, McInnes, Chara, or Weber to shoot pucks at you, just hire this machine. And road trip part B. Now is your chance to hear how the American Rhino and I fared on the ice. Did we follow our own advice, or did we wipe out? Should we just stick to hockey and sneakers? You'll find out really soon, and that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. All right, so uh, Transformers. Yes. You know, I, I, I really, I very much appreciate the voice you did there for the on deck. That was clutch. Uh, I was actually, it follows on. I was going to ask you what you had in mind for this topic. It was like the, uh, you know, the original theme song the the generation one 1984 theme song the transformers hockey in the skies Autobots win their battle to destroy you know or then you've got the uh, like i guess post movie third season like the transformers hockey in disguise <laughs> that one i mean that that was kind of more like that that was quintessentially eighties. That theme. Oh, absolutely excellent job, sir. And I, somewhere in the middle is like they they syndicated it and brought it back with like the uh, I don't even like the hypercube or something where they would just, uh, da, 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 kind of I don't know I don't know it was uh, uh I have no I, I've seen most of the movies I haven't seen the most recent one because I've heard it's hot garbage. Which oh, is, really? I mean, not that different from the other movies, which seem to have gotten progressively worse. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really, I don't know. Well, yeah. To answer your question, yes, I am an old man, and I'm all for what is known as Generation One Transformers, the 1984. That is it for me. The movie really broke my heart when I was a little boy. In 1986 it came out, so at least we had the Mets to distract us. Mm -hmm. But uh, the whole thing with Optimus Prime never sat well with me from the get-go. But uh, yeah, exactly. I forgot that they changed the the uh, theme song and stuff. So it's you very got true. the touch! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got ball hockey! 
or not, since it's, you know, hockey in disguise, right. I guess. Yes. So uh, the, the to just to wrap up, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> that makes two of us. But um, like we were saying before, we had already talked about the slip and slide and the soap hockey from last edition of Hit the Deck. And if you didn't catch it, please do. Wait, before we so, move on, I just I just sure. really I want to just clarify something. We're not talking about the Rodimus Prime of hockey, are we? No. Okay. All right. That, thanks. That's another thing. I really That's really trouble. not worth anybody's time. <laughs> no. Oh, thank you. Um, so, and then back in HTD 14, we talked about air hockey and our good friend Rod Hockey and table hockey. Hey, Rod Hockey. And, how you doing? Yeah, and knock hockey and all that stuff. So fast forward to now. Uh, there are another editions. There are other editions of hockey, which I just found out about it. As a matter of fact, doing some research on the good old internet. Actually, and, I'm going to stop you again because I'm a sure. bad co-host. Soap hockey. I just really quick at the top of the podcast or the relative top of the podcast. This is uh, time sensitive. I just want to revisit last week's topic. I just for some reason I did like the Heisman pose there as I was talking about this, <laughs> and I don't know why because it has nothing to do with Heisman. But uh, there we are. So I've wasted too much time already. This is time sensitive, people. So I don't know if if you've listened to last week's episode, you remember we talked about the Kickstarter campaign that the soap hockey dudes or dudes, since they're Swedish, um, that those guys that that they have going for their they're selling their own soap hockey kits. And that Kickstarter closes at 9 p.m. Eastern on Friday, August 11th. That is the day that this podcast drops. So if you are listening on Friday, August 11th, and you still haven't gotten in on this sweet soap hockey stuff, you have until 9 o'clock Eastern to get off your duff and get on the website, which is linked from our Facebook page, which is we're Hit the Deck on Facebook. You can get on there and get your own soap hockey kit, all-inclusive for $250, and uh, you can also, if you don't want to lay out that much cash, they're also selling like officially licensed soap hockey apparel. So you can get in on that too. So just wanted to plug that in there because, as I said, it is time sensitive. And we are thorough on this podcast. So thank you very much, American Rhino, for all of that great and helpful information. Darn right. All right. Absolutely. Um, sorry. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast segment. Yeah, as uh, the American Rhino said, with other versions of hockey out there. So we did some more research and found something else. There's a couple of other versions of hockey when you're not able to play if playing deck hockey or playing ice hockey or roller hockey or something like that. If it's rainy outside and you can't get out, you can still do something indoors and play your favorite sport in the whole wide world. So the newest thing that we found is something called finger hockey. And you can actually go to Amazon.com and order this thing. And the thing I really liked about it is that it comes with goalie pads. Yes. So I don't know if, if yeah. One, one pad per finger. So, well, no, it doesn't come with five, but it, like two. You know, like the when they do like the, 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 I don't know, thing from the Adams family, the walking hand with the two fingers and the what have you. That, that One for each, those two fingers. So, you know, the peace sign. Fingers. I'm holding up my hand at a peace sign as if you can see it. You're like, you know, pointer finger and your middle finger. So those, uh, you know, those two, presumably. 
yeah, you get goalie pads, as James said, finger finger goalie pads, two tiny, teeny, tiny sticks, a tiny net, a little puck, and like a plastic ice surface that you can shoot from, I guess, to make it smoother and, and uniform or what have you. Like, and the best part of this, it's like $5. Why don't I have three of these? It's awesome. It's like the perfect hockey thing. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. They have the little mat with the face-off circles on there and the lines and stuff. So you can put your net right there and then you have your goal and the crease and everything is great. And the other thing which I think is really funny is they have a 32-page rule book. Yes. On, <laughs> that includes in your little package. Exactly. Under six bucks. So you can't beat that. But the, How, uh, spec, let's speculate, James. What could you possibly include in a rule book for finger hockey that would require it to be 32 pages? We have to find out, I guess. I, I wouldn't even know if I could come up with. Well, for example, we were talking about uh, quarter hockey in the first go round back in HTD 14. And that's a tabletop hockey where you have three quarters and you knock them around and you have to put one quarter through the other two and then. Your friend stays at the other side of the table and just like Gary was saying, makes kind of uh, with your fingers, you make your own goal with your pinky and your index finger and you have to shoot the quarters in there. So not much rules to go over with that. But for 32 pages for finger hockey, I guess it's a much more sophisticated game than (laughs) than quarter hockey is. It's the gentleman's desktop sport game. I suppose so. Maybe they have icing. Maybe there's uh, face-offs. You have to do the face-offs since they have the circles there. I don't know. That's, I'm kind of curious to see how they filled 32 pages worth of rules in that thing. This is my guess. This is what I'm guessing. It's a cover and a back page with like a picture and the name of the thing on the cover and like legal information or whatever on the back. And then it's just like a picture of fingers uh, with the pads on them and another picture of somebody shooting the puck with like their tiny fingers. And then it says, shoot the puck into the net. And then that's repeated in about 15 languages. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's one-on-one. It comes with one set of pads, one net and, uh, and one guy to shoot off you. So I guess you could use your thumb. I don't know. I'm curious to get your goalie point of view on this. If you have the pads on your fingers, could you use your thumb as the the goalie stick maybe? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like cheating, but it's awesome. I, I don't think so. I mean, hey, maybe you could use your pinky if you can to uh, to get a little blocker and a little catcher for your – your thumb and your pinky. I don't know. Maybe Actually, that's... I think on the Amazon page, it says specifically no poke checks. So probably not. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm sure it's a pun, but, you know, uh, maybe they that's one of the things they outline in the 32-page rulebook. You got to fill it somehow. Yeah, so. Right. <laughs> yes. So that, that sounds pretty cool, I have to say. Yeah. And uh, that's for all ages, too. You don't have to be, you're not too young, you're not too old to enjoy finger hockey, but it looks like a lot of fun, I agree. There's probably also a legal disclaimer saying, you know, not responsible for pucks shot into the eyes or face. Yeah. Well, if anybody growing up played um, the the version of football, I don't know if you call that finger football or something, where you just kind of flick a triangular piece of paper into the uprights, which is your fingers, and your mm-hmm. face is right behind it. So, yeah, that's the net. 
That's that net. Your face is that net that they raise up behind the uh, goalposts. <laughs> right. Uh, always remember to close your eyes at least. Right. But uh, anyhow, uh, finger hockey looks much more organized and, and safer. Yeah, man. Looks awesome. Good find. Quality find by James there. Well, thank you. But uh, that, that all stemmed from uh, your and, and Brett's finding of soap hockey. So uh, the latest thing that we also found, which we talked about regular air hockey on this topic, is an air hockey robot. So if you don't have a friend to play air hockey with, you have an app and this elaborate mechanism that plays against you and you play air hockey in real life. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, unfortunately, the table does not transform into a, uh, a robot friend or enemy. I mean, I guess it's fortunate that it doesn't transform into a Decepticon. True. You know, it's <laughs> like... Uh, but yes, puny humans. But um, I don't know what that was supposed to be. That was like, I, I think I started out as Megatron and then went to Starscream and then became like some kind of cartoon movie villain all in the space of about half a second. So I apologize for that. That's talent, ladies and gentlemen. Lord Megatron. Starscream. So Eat your heart out, Frank Welker. <laughs> At your command, mighty Megatron. <laughs> you recently changed your Facebook avatar to Soundwave, so uh, I know you respect Frank Welker as much as I do. Abs- oh, absolutely, definitely. But that's in uh, in uh, in honor of my nephew. It was his sixth birthday last week, and he asked for a Soundwave toy. Good man. Which, yeah. <laughs> Kudos to my brother and sister-in-law for bringing up two wonderful children. They are but, raising um, them right. Absolutely. But I panicked because <laughs> I didn't know if they still made Soundwave. I mm-hmm. thought, oh, geez, I'm going to have to go and get one of the remasters or, like we were saying before, the Generation 1. In the uh, movies, like the Michael Bay movies, he's like a satellite now. Yeah. Then it makes I also no saw sense. That, exactly. Uh, Listen, technology is great, but for certain things, leave Soundwave alone. He is too darn cool. He wasn't even in the first movie. He was Megatron's lieutenant for the entirety of the series, and he wasn't even in the first movie. Yeah, I remember we were very upset about that, and then it came out, oh, maybe he was supposed to be that little, um, there was like a little, I forget if it was an MP3 player or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they pretended to make an excuse. Oh, that was Soundwave. No, Soundwave is a tape recorder and he has the cassettes, which is brilliant, that transform into his little minions. I mean, how awesome is that? So I'm totally cool with with 1984 Soundwave being what he is to this day. Yeah, but they, they didn't make Megatron anything either. They just made him like crazy robot man. I mean, he's supposed to be a Nazi pistol. Right. I mean, how evil. It doesn't get more evil than that. Yes. So, listen, oh. yeah, they, 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 yeah, they had it right in 33 years ago, okay? So you just, screwed just, up, Bay. You screwed up. Yeah, with, with your slow motion and your blowing things up and things like that. But uh, I do have to admit that um, uh, Megan Fox was a nice distraction, but still, when I came to, I was very upset. But um, <laughs> I, Well done. <laughs> yeah, anyhow... So, yeah, my nephew asked for a, for a sound wave, and it was mm-hmm. because of my own big mouth bragging about him. Uh, but I thank mean, God it, that— He uh, is legitimately awesome, so there's no reason not to brag about him. 
Right. And and as Gary and I loving broadcasting and podcasting, who's better than Soundwave? Blaster was cool, but Soundwave was the first and and he's just he's awesome. But uh, anyhow, so they do make a new Soundwave 2017 version. Oh, nice. And yeah. So thank thank God. Thank Hasbro and, and, and the Transformers gods for bailing me out there. And the cool thing about the new Soundwave is he looks a lot like our Soundwave, the mm-hmm. Generation One. Sure. And he still, yep, he still has his uh, Buzzsaw and um, Ravage mm. and Laser Beak and all those guys right Good. back. Yep. And the difference he is can, he that can maybe maybe he can keep Rumble and uh, like uh, Frenzy. They they can. Yeah. We don't need them. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Rumble. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna get you, Autobot. Sorry. Go carry on. Uh, very true. Excellent, uh, excellent rendition there too. By yeah. the way, uh, and uh, so now he's a triple changer. So he turned. He's a robot. He's uh, the tape recorder, and he's also a fort now. So I remember when we were kids, they eventually you can't see the face I'm making, but it's basically what the what? Yeah. So this is the explanation when when Gary and I were talking about the evolution of Transformers during the mid '80s and late '80s when kind of they ran out of ideas they came up with something where there were little transformers mm-hmm. that transformed into the big transformers to make them more powerful like the head changers i forget what they were yeah, referred to. head headmasters maybe yeah, there it is headmasters exactly uh-huh. so that's what they're doing now and with the new with the new sound wave so that's why he's a triple changer now so with the little guy that i think his name is sound blaster that makes sound wave more powerful he can turn into a fort now too, so he's a triple changer. It's pretty is cool. He, anyway, I was is just he so happy. Metroplex? No, ex- yeah, exactly. He was kind of along those lines, but I guess they didn't know what to do for the third uh, incarnation of of Soundwave. But uh, we've that's, that's, we've basically lost everybody who didn't grow up as a boy in the mid '80s. Yeah, so we're getting right back to this now. I'm sorry. We our Transformers are showing. By the way, just just to walk this entire conversation back to where it sort of branched off, just if you don't know who Frank Welker is, he's basically the voice of your childhood. You don't realize that, but he is. He's he's basically made every non-human sound in a cartoon since the early 80s. Right. Yeah, basically you name it, he's done it. And that doesn't matter what cartoon or what decade we're talking about. Boys cartoons, girls cartoons, he's run the gamut. Yeah, if there's like an animal noise or a computer noise or something that like is made by a human being, it was made by Frank Welker. <laughs> you could look him up if you don't believe us. Okay? Yeah, like, you know, I hope you have a few hours to, to read his IMDb page. <laughs> He's still doing it. Yeah, God bless. So that brings us back to the air hockey robot. <laughs> And uh, Gary was kind of filling me in on this off air, too. If you wouldn't mind kind of telling everybody else what this thing is, because it's way over my head. So basically, it's an add-on for an air hockey table. It's not, they don't sell the air hockey table, the the person who made this thing. There's a recommendation for a model that you can use that will be compatible with his product. But you have, basically, you have to get your own air hockey table. So this is kind of um, an air hockey it's a, like a robot player, basically. It, what it seems to be is it's like rails and a air hockey paddle, I guess you would call it, that's motorized. That'll go from side to side, and it can be 3D printed. So this guy sells a 
he sells all the parts, the 3D printed parts, or most of them at least, in a pack that you can buy, or you can get the plans and 3D print them yourself if you have access to a sufficiently sophisticated 3D printer. And what this does is there's an app that goes along with this that will you download to your smart device, and I guess you watch the, you, you set up the phone or what have you, tablet, so that it views the table, and through the app, it will send signals to this robotic paddle, and it'll learn what you're doing. It'll track the puck in real time, and it'll return the puck, and it'll play against you. It'll basically, it'll be a motorized air hockey player on the other side of the table that you can play against. You know, it's it's like, uh, it, it's basically your, you know, um, deep blue chess competition or you're like uh to to go even further back you're john henry irons you know facing off against the locomotive it's man it man versus machine at its most basic level can you outsmart the computer which has you know reflexes a million times faster than you and can read the situation like uh, a person or even better yeah, so if again, if you don't have a friend or if you just want to practice, go for it. And uh, yeah, the first price of all, is pretty- if you don't have a friend, I'm very sorry. We'll be your friend. Sure. Hit us up at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Email us with the subject line, friendless, looking for hockey. I don't know. I, I went off the rails a little bit. But, uh, you know, we, we'll, we'll, we'll be happy to be friends with you. Yeah, somebody to play air hockey against. No problem. Pen pals or some such. There but, you go. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, James. Carry That's on. That's quite, quite all right. So like Gary was saying, you, we'll put links to all this stuff on our Facebook page too so you can check it out yourselves. And uh, we'll have links on our uh, Twitter as well. But for 140 under 150 bucks, you can get the whole kit, as Gary explained, and uh, comes with if, – if you want, it could come with the table itself. There's a power supply plug and the 3D printed parts as well. Well, the table, uh, the want- table will be considerably more. And, uh, you know, you will have to secure that on your own. That, like, right. Again, they, they recommend a table. They have a recommended table that will go with this, but they don't actually sell it. And they, you know, you, they, you're expected to provide your own table. The $150 does not cover that. Oh, gotcha. Okay, thank you. So, so yeah, if you have the table already, you're ahead of the game. But... Check it out. Seems like fun. And if anything, yeah, if uh, maybe you're very popular and you get challenged to play air hockey a lot. So this is a great way to get a lot better. (laughs) When I was in high school, I went to cross country camp because for one fleeting instant, I showed some promise. And I I guess I fooled my coach into thinking that I was worth this uh, trip, which was laughable because I was really, really bad at track. But, um, you know, anybody could join the track team and what have you. So uh, we went to cross-country camp, and the house that we were staying at in, I think it was Vermont, had an air hockey table. And so we had a tournament, and I wound up, uh, I think I came in fourth. I I lost the uh, semifinals, and then I was so deflated that I basically just sleepwalked through the uh, the third-place game, and I just, you know... I choked, basically. I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before. But, uh, yeah, so air hockey is is something that uh, is bittersweet for me. Yeah, fair enough. But 
So, yeah, there you go. Something to check out anyway. Sorry. Uh, I didn't okay. mean to bring down the tone of the conversation. No, no, not at all. Uh, it's We all have scars, and, and I apologize for putting light on that. So, sorry. I'm, I'm certainly not the American rhino of air hockey. I'm the, I don't know, Lebanese meerkat. I I've, I don't know. I shouldn't. I'm not intentionally casting aspersions on the Lebanese. I really. I'm sure they're a they're a proud and and industrious people. Um. Uh. If you're Lebanese, good for you. I think uh, Klinger was Lebanese in Mash. That's pretty much the extent of my experience with the Lebanese. So um. You know, if you are someone who calls Lebanon your homeland, um. I was gonna say. I don't know. Mazel Tov or something, but that that's that's not the same thing at all. So that probably just that that just made things worse. Um, <laughs> congratulations, y- y- good for you. I don't mean that patronizing. I just I'm <laughs> abort abort this conversation. <laughs> I can't salvage it. I cannot pull out of this conversation. Well, let's go into the other topic then. This is right up your alley, as a matter of fact. Speaking of practicing and getting better at something and, yes. and moving on from defeats and, and learning from them. I can practice to be a better podcaster? No, that's not possible. You're just you're the best <laughs> oh, yeah, podcaster I, I, that I, there's there is. There's no hope so. for me. I got it. No, no, you're at the peak. You're at the peak. You can't go higher. If this is the peak, then we're both in trouble. <laughs> well, okay, uh, so... There is a story floating around the internet, and I think we will have fact by mid-September at the recording of this podcast. So that's it the is, end. It is whispered in the furthest reaches of the dark web. Over in Lebanon. <laughs> talking about yes. this. <laughs> um, apparently, and it's in Idaho, where they don't even have a professional NHL team. But there's a new machine being developed by researchers at Idaho State University that apparently will shoot pucks at 100 miles an hour to test protective gear. Uh, That is really awesome, and I hope this is true and they do this. It's a company called Fiber Sports, and they are based in Boise, Idaho. And they have a line of gear where they've developed something called Hop Light Skate Armor. That's H-O-P-L-I-T-E, skate armor, that uses patented technology that helps protect skaters from getting injured. And I hope that when they develop this machine, which there aren't any pictures of it yet either. I'm dying to know what it looks like. But uh, this this 100-mile-per-hour shooting beast, and maybe we can recruit it for our uh, deck hockey team. But... (laughs) They, uh, that, that, I mean, how many times have you seen defensemen especially break bones in their feet, ankles and such, so on and so forth, because of blocking shots and the 100-mile-an-hour-plus pucks shooting at them are able to penetrate these really very heavily armored skates as they are. But still, hopefully this hoplite technology will make the skates even better and still keep them light weight and protect the player's feet. Just, so just a uh, quick sidebar, James. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for some sneaker armor, then you should check out our YouTube video, which is going to be coming out very soon on how to prepare goalie skates fresh out of the box for play in deck hockey. Oh, boy. I'm looking forward to that. 
<laughs> yes, being the avid goalie that you are. Uh, any I, deck hockey, I love it. So all sorts of it, and you're my favorite player. So why not? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. But there, there must be more to this machine than meets the eye. More than meets the eye. Um, so it kind of taken them until 2017 to figure out how to build a machine that will shoot a puck 100 miles an hour. I, 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 I'm sure that's part of it, but there must be more to this glamorous, incredibly mysterious machine that will uh, justify some kind of secret tech lab releasing... Uh, rumors through leak and innuendo in their uh in the dark reaches of the internet <laughs> without without the possibility of confirmation well maybe when they perfect 100 miles an hour they can develop it so that uh, in a way maybe they can combine forces with that air hockey robot where <laughs> you can have a trainer for example of the american rhino and uh, nobody's around to take shots on you maybe they could come up with a machine that can help goalies train when they're not playing, that would be pretty cool. Maybe dial it down to, you know, fifty miles an hour a shot or something, and James, different points on the ice. Yes. I figured it out. Protect. I figured out what? why the secrecy. I figured out why th this is. Uh, you know, they're they're it. It's taken them this long to come out with this, and why they don't want to release any information, and then uh, why they have to be so finely calibrated with all this. They've resurrected the Fox bots. Oh, the NHL no. on Foxbots. No. <laughs> that's, that, that's what they have down there. That's what they've been working on all these years. Oh, for crying out loud. What a disappointment. <laughs> I'm glad you got to the bottom of it because now I'm not going to get excited when mid-September hits. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the secret that they don't want you to know when they fire the puck at this equipment to test it, it's blue. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. spreading false rumors right now. That's not true in the slightest. Thank goodness. Yeah, I mean, you can't be that close to the beginning of the NHL season and, and have something that disappointing and heartbreaking. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to uh, bring up a sore subject. Well, now we're even, so I deserved it. <laughs> But so, that's what's going on anyway, yeah. When when are we going to see this modern marvel, James? They claim that the machine is expected to be up and running by the middle of September, and they're running tests through the remainder of the fiscal year, which ended, or excuse me, which ends in June 2018. So they still have a considerable amount of time to do this, but they're claiming that by the middle of September, at least in the middle of uh, preseason and before the regular season hits, that they'll be able to have this machine that will accurately do the tests that they needed to do. And on top of everything, I think the players from top to bottom, and I'm talking not just NHLers, but kids in peewee leagues on up to the, uh, the big guys, that they can save a lot of injury and uh, help out players for their lives, you know, um, because there are many times when unlucky and unfortunate players get hurt when they're young and uh, maybe they can't play anymore or they can't play as well as they could. And that would be wonderful if these uh, th this hoplite skate armor can prevent people from getting hurt. Yeah, I make light of it, but this is the kind of research that leads to safer equipment and a better NHL for everybody. You know, this, this is the reason why guys can still shoot a puck you know, 100 miles an hour and 
why uh, those kind of things haven't been legislated out of the game because they're not safe because this kind of technology can keep pace with it and can make the players relatively safe in the face of this stuff. So if you think that the modern NHL is exciting and you love the way they, uh, you know, they play so fast and so hard and the way they're able to play at basically such a frenetic pace, then you have to thank the research like this. So it's down to that. That's the reason. So um, as much as I make fun and make light and try and be funny about all this, it really is valuable, necessary research, and I'm glad somebody's doing it. Amen to that. All right. So uh, what do we have to close out the podcast, James? Well, speaking of ice hockey, let's jump back in the car and hear the rest of our road trip. Yes. So last time on the road trip... Our intrepid pair, James and Gary, were off on a quest to go ice skating. We now rejoin the road trip already in progress for the thrilling conclusion. Back in the saddle for our post-game edition of Road Trip. So James and I not only went ice skating on our journey, our uh, little jaunt, as it were. James almost hit a bird. Not, yeah. not by his fault. The bird flew into the car, and then I, I believe, veered off at the absolute last possible second. Yeah, I didn't so, hear any thumps. So. Yeah, this is that. That's no. Um, it's nothing. Winfield, you know, yeah. no indication of James's driving ability. It's, it, it came out of nowhere. Thank you. And uh, yeah, sure. I wouldn't want the listener to get the wrong idea. So uh, yeah, go go to the end okay. here and make the left. Make and the yep. And then so. Basically, we, we skated for a while, and it was fun, and if you are a fan of our Instagram feed, then you will have seen it probably a couple weeks ago at this point, when we actually went, but uh, if you're not, then, you know, go over there and, and check out James and his Hit the Deck jersey in all its glory, and the American Rhino um, skating, uh, although I have to say, it looks, looks more like uh, an American hippo or a... No, American no, whale no. <laughs> in that picture. No, no, no. But, um, yeah, so you can see me in all my, let's say, glory as well. So, anyway, James, how did you enjoy yourself today? Very much. I thought that we took our own advice, which was nice, and did help out a few times because there were some people going the wrong way and... Uh, doing chain gangs and things so it did get a little bit bunched up but the bending of the knees really came through neither one of us fell so that was nice yeah have and to all bend all, the knee that's right sorry that's like a game of thrones thing so i thoroughly enjoyed it thank you very much for treating too by the way yeah well uh you're, you're quite welcome um and so one of the things that we did encounter of course in the course of our skating was uh, that guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he, it's this guy who had like a, an afro, I guess, and he, not that that matters. Like, not, now I'm not like, oh, people with afros can't skate. They don't belong on the ice. He did look like Carlito from the WWE. I thought so yeah. as well, yes. He, he had like a kind of tannish afro and, and whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, he was wearing this Nike shirt. I think it was Nike. It must have been. Obviously, it was Nike because it said, just do it. And this guy was like Mr. Super Athlete. So um, 
he was he was skating all over, weaving in and out of traffic and stuff. And then they called us off the ice to clean it so the Zamboni could come out. So everybody had to come out. And then when when we got when we were able to go back on the ice, he kind of pushed himself up to maybe like third in line to go back out on the ice. And then when he did get out on the ice, he like powered past a couple of little kids who were the first to be out on the ice so he could be the very first down and like skate around. And so, so I started yelling, yeah, you did it. You just did it. Excellent play by play. Like, but come on, you know, really? I mean, I get having fun at, there was a few times when there was a stretch of open ice and I, I sped up and I, I really, you know, kind of powered out and, but like, I wasn't going around little kids and trying desperately to be the first one around the ice. Like it wasn't a race, right? you know, but I guess, you know, there's always that guy and he was, he was doing other stuff. He, there was one point where he was kind of like, I can't even describe it. He was kind of hopping from skate to mm-hmm. skate, picking up his feet as he was going. I don't, you know, like I said, weaving through the crowd. It's, uh, by the way, it's six o'clock. <laughs> if you just heard my watch. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. Don't be that guy. There that's, you go. That's all right. I can say. Right. And then after we finished skating... Uh, we got in our, our laps, you know, we had some fun skating. We decided to go mini golfing. And so that's why I said it was our post game because we actually did play a game of something, right. not hockey, as you might expect from the nature of this podcast, but you know, it was something. So we played hockey and, uh, we didn't play hockey. That's a lie. That is a, a gross untruth that I just was- said we didn't do. Um, we played mini golf, which is not hockey, although it does involve um, holding a long shafted object in two hands and hitting a thing. So it's similar. It's kind of like a ball. So it's, it's, it's like deck hockey in that you hit a ball with a thing and, um, you know, a stick-like object. Right. Uh... Well, in actuality, a lot of hockey players are avid golfers, too. And mm-hmm. as Gary had pointed out, it's very similar action between slap shots and hitting a golf ball, believe it or not, and a baseball, too. So swinging a bat, a hockey stick, and a golf club, more or less, you have the forearm strength, which really helps. Sure, and, sure. I've seen Happy Gilmore. I get uh, it. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, so we kind of married the two in one afternoon. Uh, and thank you, James, for treating the mini golf. So oh, I owed you one, you know, so you're welcome. You didn't, but that's neither here nor there. This is a tangent, but I saw somewhere uh, somebody ask what the second greatest golf movie of all time was, with the first unquestionably being Happy Gilmore. Whoa, I was going to say Caddyshack number one. Really? Happy yeah. Gilmore? No. Yeah. I know I'm an old man, but I, I'm not accepting that. All right. It's a different generation, uh, James. Indeed. Indeed. 
Okay. But, uh, how about telling us a little Get bit? Get off my green! Yeah, really! <laughs> Tell the listener a little bit about the uh, golf game. I thought it went pretty well. All right, well, okay. Um, I know it's, like you said, it's not um, hit the mini golf, but... We, James and I tied. Yeah, at believe the it or not, legitimately. We, we legitimately tied, yeah. yes. It was back and forth, <laughs> heated action, all, all, uh, all game long. And uh, we, you know, and on the back nine, it went went back and forth a couple of times. But uh, yeah, yeah, the American Rhino had a few clutch. Uh, Parts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was really good stuff. Everything was a par three too. It's a very hard course, but a lot of fun. A lot of water traps. Yeah, I, I pretty much found every one of them. <laughs> no, no, there was the one that was really hard to. to that I said you'd have to be trying really hard to get the ball in this water trap, and then I wound up <laughs> in the drink. So uh, you didn't, you did not find that one. <laughs> I found it for you. So uh, you yeah, know it was fun. We were playing. There was a couple behind us that like disappeared. <laughs> I was like, I said, did they give up? <laughs> yeah. But no. They, as we were walking away, we saw them far back. It's a fun time. Absolutely. And I don't know how much I can say that's interesting about mini golf. There weren't any like windmills or, or really crazy uh, traps or, you know, crazy contraptions that you had to right. the ball through. It was just pretty standard. Here's a rock in the middle of some hills and you just have to hit it uh, into the hole somehow. Avoid the water. But it was nice. It's always nice to play mini golf and it's a nice, easy, simple thing that you can do with a friend or friends and chat and just take it easy and have a good time. Yeah. So if you haven't played mini golf before, <laughs> that's what it is. James actually has has uh, experience playing real golf. Yeah. Um, I have never played golf. Uh, mini golf is the full extent of my golfing experience. <laughs> so I've never held any club but a putter. So, uh, you know... But the hockey experience could help you out. I, I know that you're mainly in goal, but still, the times that you do play forward, and you do have a heck of a shot too, man. You got a very hard shot. Well, coming from you, that's praise indeed, because you have one of the hardest shots that I have felt as a goalie. Yeah, well, thanks, because uh, you, you've paid me back. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine, man. It's gonna block a shot that's the price you have to be prepared to pay so i guess but i at least have all this uh protective gear to you know cushion the blow although you a few times you've invariably gotten me on the arm where i'm not fully protected so i've i've had a few black and blues well i've had more than a few but yeah you know from from james specifically which is ridiculous because Mainly, we're always on the same team, so that just goes to show you that the yeah, but times when we're not, yeah, we're not. Uh, yeah. Well, I've always told James if he's on the other team, um, I do not want him to hold back in any way, shape, or form, because that would be insulting to me, and that would be inconsiderate to his teammates. So, you know, you play, you play. You right. know, you don't you don't take it easy on your friends. Good advice. Exactly right, because you owe it to your teammates. Yeah. And uh, to your friend, too, because you want him to be at his best. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been watching, well, 
if you know if you listen to the podcast, you know that James and I, although more me, uh, watch WWE because we've talked about it. And they lately, well, maybe not lately, but for a while, they were really pushing the uh, the phrase "iron sharpens iron." Like Charlotte and Sasha Banks were were saying that to each other. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, the best push the best out of that. That's you. I, I think you know what I'm trying to say. That wasn't quite coherent English, but essentially, you know, the uh, the better the competition, the, the better, better the competition, yeah. the better. Right, the better everybody plays. Right, Brad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I always have to be on my game when Brad's playing. <laughs> you and everybody else. He's not the only one, though. We've had, we've had a few really quality additions to IQ. Not, not that we play usually with a bunch of, you know, schlubs, but lately a lot of the new people that we've played have had experience and a high level of skill. So I've had to really be on my toes lately. So that's nice. Absolutely, that's, nice. that's a real credit to. What uh, Rob, Mike, and, and Brad really envisioned and put together. Yeah, um, and and that's that's a lot of fun. So I'm glad that it is as competitive as it has been. So hopefully we can keep that up. Absolutely. Oh boy. So how are you feeling post skating? Uh, my lower back was really barking, and so was my right foot. Mine too. Yeah, I don't skate a lot. I'm sure if skating was something that I did regularly that I wouldn't feel as badly doing it and after. Um, Yes. So, yeah, but it's like with anything. With repetition and experience, your body gets used to it, but if you're not doing it often, then, yeah, it's going to hurt because you're using muscles that you don't normally use, at least not in that way. So, I agree with you. My back was also barking when I was playing. And, uh, although, it went away pretty quickly after I stopped. After I... I, I said playing. That's when okay. I was skating. I did pretend. I, uh, there, the, the crease area was open. Not a lot of people around. So, so I powered over and skated quickly over to that. And, and uh, managed to stop myself in the crease and turn around and set myself quickly for a shot that would never come. And then I just went on my way because, you know, you can't, again, you don't want to be that guy. You can't be rude and take up whole areas of the ice just because you want to screw around. Yeah, uh, I wish more people would take your advice. (laughs) But not to deter anybody from trying it out. And there were people with helmets and full shin guards and things too. So there's no. Yeah, don't feel like you're a a wuss or something if you want to have. protection for your wrists or your head because that's important and the more comfortable you feel and like Gary was saying the better more positive you are about it you'll enjoy it a lot more and probably do a better job at it as well the cool thing about the world ice arena it was built uh half of it is a ice skating rink and half of it is a swimming pool and that facility was built actually when New York submitted its Olympic bid for years ago. I think it was going to be the 2012 Olympics. Right. But obviously they didn't get it. I think, uh, was that the London Games that I, year, that summer? I believe so, because yeah. I remember the bombing and all that stuff in London. And uh-huh. then it was all, uh, all but intertwined. that facility was designed so that it could be expanded. Like, so the roof, 
it was designed so that the roof could be raised. The, the raise the roof. <laughs> um, so that they could add, I guess, viewing capacity to that venue. And uh, I always thought that was really cool. I still can't figure out how they would do that. Because I've looked in there several times. And it looks, I mean, not that I expect it to look temporary. Like, you know, a tarp flapping around on top. But... You know, it looks like it's attached to girders and, and pretty strong, and I'm not sure quite how they designed that so that it would do that, but that's how they designed it, to be expanded, if in case the Olympics required it. But since they did not get the Olympics, it, uh, it did not work out that way, so they have had no need to expand the facility. But I think, Gary, since you were at the Queen Show, mm -hmm. maybe they were the ones that could give the tips on how to raise roofs and do crazy things like that, correct? Yeah, I, I went to the Queen show as we record last night, which um, was, again, probably a couple weeks ago by the time you listen to this, but it was at Barclays Center and it was amazing. If you have the opportunity to see Queen and you are any kind of a rock and roll fan, go. Like, I, I Queen is my favorite band, so I, I realize that it's a biased opinion, but I went with my sister, who's only um, like a casual queen fan and she came out blown away as well like it was an incredible show an absolutely incredible show like the singing the the musician the the musical quality uh was great but not just the performance just the the audio visual like the lasers and the things that they did with the stage and it was it was crazy it was absolutely crazy so there's a few more legs of the tour. Um, they're, I think they're heading in a southwesterly direction at this point. I know their next, which by the time you listen to this, will have been long over, but uh, they were going to Philly and D.C. next. But if you have an opportunity to see them, see them. It's, it's, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Um, yeah, that's my, my queen... That there is an intertwined thread too, because in Hit the Decks Past we talked about we talked about music that inspires us and gets us pumped up for games. So uh, if you remember that, Gary mentioned that Queen's his band, and I'm a Van Halen guy. So yeah. Um, by the way, just a, a, one more quick aside about the World Ice Arena. They are looking for a full-time Zamboni driver Still? and manager. Yes. They never got back to me. I actually applied for that a couple times. They uh, they have. I guess you don't have the requisite amount of experience that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I yeah. I have an SUV. They, yeah. Same thing. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, they are looking for a Zamboni driver. So, if you're interested, feel free to submit your resume. And uh, on that note, I guess we'll wrap up this section of the road trip. James, is there anything else you want to chat about before we finish up? No, sir. Just want to make sure I could park and not damage my car or anybody else. All right. Well, that sounds good. Um, good luck with that. Thank you. Um, your Zamboni career is riding on it. That's right. No pressure. So uh, and no kamikaze birds coming at me. Either. Right. Yeah. All right. So while James parks, I will say... Uh, Thank you for another entertaining road trip segment. And um, once again, back to you, uh, James and Gary. All right. Thank you very much, American Rhino and me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. And back to the podcast. Yes, indeed. The podcast 
which we shall now wrap up. Actually, James, a couple of things before we finish out the podcast. There are uh, just a couple of points I want to circle back and follow up on from that road trip. First off, uh, we mentioned that we had gone mini golfing, and we did, and it was fun. When I was in Westchester this past weekend with my family on our mini vacation, we, in fact, went mini golfing there. And I'm not going to get into the uh, difficulties we had with some of the um, county residents and, and their rules for the usage of their facilities. But we were able to find a mini golfing place that would take our money. Uh, it was called Fun Fusion. And I experienced something that I had never seen before. And in fact, it made for quite a fun time. It was indoor mini golf that was black lit. Like it was, it was totally dark and in black lights. Yeah. And it was in like... Um, kind of South American jungle, like uh, Mayan or Incan or some kind of rainforest theme. So that was pretty cool. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, it was fun. The, the only downside is they were being indoor. They couldn't sink the holes very deep. So they were pretty shallow holes. Uh, oh. There were no flags and it was very difficult to find them. <laughs> at, at, at least have a light over the the stinking hole? No, I mean, it was just... That's the whole point of golf. Yeah, no, you had to pretty much find the hole before you could start putting. And often that was difficult because it blended into the carpet. All right, that's not cool. I, I take it back. <laughs> no, no, the, the whole experience was fun. The only other okay. complaint I have about this facility is that I guess it was crammed into such a small space. There were 18 holes, but they literally led one into the other. So if you had finished playing a hole and you were waiting to play the next one, there was nowhere to stand in case there was somebody behind you. You had to just wait on the previous hole for your chance to putt on the next hole. Not cool. Yeah, well, you know, I guess trade-offs. Yeah, true. It was in a local mall, so, you know, I guess they only had so much space to operate with. All right, well... In real golf, if you don't have enough room for 18 holes, you just do a nine-hole golf course. But I guess you couldn't justify that with, uh, with mini-golf. Yeah. Eh, it was fun nonetheless. And the other thing I wanted to follow up on was when I talked in the road trip about bruises from some of the shots that uh, I suffered at your hands, James. This past weekend when we played, I actually caught several shots pretty much in the same place. So my... My upper right arm is basically one long bruise, <laughs> which yeah, is, uh, I mean, it's fine. You know, that's, I, I know the risks. It's not like I'm going into playing goalie blind unless I have a problem with my mask. You know, my peripheral vision is cut down pretty short. But nevertheless, I do know what I'm doing out there. I, I know what I'm getting myself into. So it doesn't bother me. It's just I figured since I had mentioned it in the road trip, it was worth circling back and mentioning now that some of the uh, I, I mentioned earlier when I was talking to you off air, James, that we had had a new player and he was a really good sniper. So I, I took a couple of his shots off the arm and they were hard shots, and I have the evidence to prove it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, high price to pay for making saves, but well done, sir. Yeah, says the guy who slides across the concrete and, you know, with maybe shin guards. It's easy to do, believe me, when you have shin guards. Well, I'm sure it's time. easy to do, but that doesn't make it hurt less in the morning. <laughs> well, that's just because I'm a beaten up old man, but that's beside the point, so... Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. Okay, so 
it is in fact our final roundup. I don't know why we, this suddenly became a rodeo. We're in the final roundup for the Hit the Deck podcast. Now I've alienated half the country. So good on me. I've alienated half of the United States and Lebanon. And Le- and whatever Lebanese population of the United States happens to exist. So uh, I used to do this kind of thing without even thinking about it back in college. So I'm really, I'm, I'm back in the groove. You know, it's, a, it's like riding a bicycle, offending people. You never forget how. It just stays with you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, so that, that's going to do it for another edition and possibly the last edition of the Hit the Deck podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed spouting nonsense. We would, of course, like to thank Pops, who didn't sign up for any of this, but is the voice of the podcast. Bro Anthony Sajazi for providing music to the podcast. The LIQ for sound effects. We would like to thank you, of course, for listening to this podcast and sitting through it for some reason and continuing to do so. Uh, We would encourage you, if you would like to more directly sit through this nonsense, subscribe. If you haven't already done so, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or really uh, wherever you get your podcasts because we're right there waiting for your click. So you can just click that one subscribe button and then you'll never have to figure out how to get hit the deck again. It'll just be there on your device whenever you're ready to listen. Provided there's a new episode. I mean, it's not just you're not just going to be like, oh, Wednesday morning, like, hey, I would like to listen to Hit the Deck, and suddenly there's a new episode. It doesn't work like that. You have to be patient. Once a week, I don't want. I'm suddenly I'm like an old Jewish man. Once a week, you have to be patient. Why so much the rush? Oh, uh, boy, oh boy. Okay, oy vey. There's, a, there's another one. There's another one. I'm gonna get them all before the podcast is over. <laughs> the entire United Nations. Um, okay, so I would also encourage you to subscribe to YouTube because, as I said, that sneaker preparation video is going to be up there shortly, and we are hit the deck. If you'd like to contact us and tell us what a great job we're doing, please do so at hitthedeck at gmail.com or tweet at us at hitthedeckpod. On Facebook and Instagram, we are at hitthedeck. On YouTube, we are hitthedeck podcast that is our channel and of course uh you can just find us out at about in the street and start yelling at us we probably deserve it james is there anything you'd like to add no sir you did it all thank you yeah all right so tune in next week to see who we can offend that being (laughs) said if you are out playing whatever you happen to be playing uh whether you're playing deck hockey whether you're out ice skating mini golfing or um just casually offending people for you know like us like your heroes gary and james uh, i would urge you to remember it's deck hockey don't be that guy thanks everybody oh man i don't know who to root for there that's a toughie i mean when there's trouble you call dw yeah That's true. Blathering (laughs) blatherskite. Oh, no.